Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. The devil may come to you and say, you're no Christian, you're still struggling with this. You're no Christian, you're still, you're still looking at that. You're no Christian, you're still, you're still hanging out with that group of people. You can say, you can, you can refer back to your constitution and disregard that because your constitution says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, for God made Christ who never sinned to be an offering for our sins so that we can be made right with God through Christ. So you can comfortably declare when the devil tries to come at you with these things, you can declare your constitution and say, I am in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Kingdom Rock Network, where we are in part five of a series entitled The Government of Your Soul. If you haven't already watched part one, two, three, and four, I definitely encourage you to go back and watch them. That way you can keep up with us and stay on track with us as we proceed through the rest of this journey. Amen. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. How about that? Now, up to this point, if if you recall, we have talked about many different aspects in regards to the soul. We talked about alliances. uh, We talked about public services. We talked about many different aspects in regards to the soul. And we have, of course, used the illustration of the United States government to help us get a better understanding of the soul. Now, when you talk about a government in itself, when you talk about the, the entity of a government, when you talk about the, na- the national government, there are three things that essentially really, in essence, just make up the government. Without these three things, there is no government. Or rather, shall I say, there's three branches that make up the government. Without these three branches, there is no government. These three branches of the government are the legislative branch, which make laws, the executive branch, which enforce laws, and the judicial branch, which interpret laws. Now, just like our national government, our soul or our government is also comprised of three separate entities, uh, being the mind, the will and the emotions. All right. The mind, the will and the emotions. So that brings us to our topic for today, which would be the branches of your soul. Amen. Now, let's talk about the entity of a government for a second. When you think about a government, a government within itself is very powerful. A government, the, the essence of a government, the entity of a government is very fa- is very powerful. Uh, because of this, our founding fathers of the United States, they realized this, so they wisely divided this power of the government into three separate branches, being the, of course, the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. All right, and these three branches make up the government as a whole. It's not the legislative branch government, the executive branch government, the judicial branch government. It's three that make up the whole government. Amen. Now, in correlation to this, our government entity or our soul is also very powerful. So our founding father or God and his wisdom divided this power into three separate entities that make up your soul, being your mind, your will and your emotions. Amen. So before we go any further, when we talk about these three separate entities, we got to kind of we got to dissect what the founding fathers were thinking. All right. So it's a term that we use. Uh, that our founding fathers came up with um, to help make sure that each government or rather that each branch of the government doesn't overstep or overrule the other one. These three separate entities are meant to be balanced in power. They have each they have their own separate responsibilities, but they're balanced in power. All right. This system is called a system of checks and balances. 
And this is basically a system that provides each branch of government with individual powers to check the other branches and prevent any other branch from becoming too powerful. All right. This system is very important because it allows one branch to be accountable for the other branches while at the same time being uh, being within itself, using the, the, the power and the responsibility that, it, that it's able to attain. All right. So without the system of check, without the system of checks and balances, uh, there will be no way to determine um, there will be no way to prevent one piece of or rather one uh, branch of the government from overstepping or from stealing power from another branch. All right. They're supposed to be balanced. All right. In other words, the United States government would be nothing but a power trip between each branch if there was no system of checks and balances. All right. So in regards to our soul, it is vitally important that we consistently keep our mind, our will and our emotions in check, because if we don't, we can allow the enemy and people and the things of this world and the situations to affect our government to cause it to be unbalanced. Amen. So, again, it's essential for us to keep our mind, uh, our will and our emotions in check in respect to the responsibility that each branch possess. All right. So let's talk about these branches today. Uh, today, we're going to spend a little time on the legislative branch or the mind. All right. Now. For demonstration purposes, we are going to assign each branch of your soul to a branch of the government. All right, so we're going to assign the mind to the legislative branch. We're going to assign your will to the executive branch, and we're going to assign your emotions to the judicial branch. All right, so let's go ahead and dive right in with the mind. So let's talk about the mind or your legislative branch. In case you don't know, if you ask any political uh, person, they will tell you that the legislative branch is the most important part of the government. Now, it's not it doesn't have more power than the other two, but it is the most important part. Why is this? Well, it's simply because this is the place where laws are made. All right. So every other power of the government, every other branch of the government, they 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 move based on what the legislative branch do. Amen. So, of course, again, the legislative branch, uh, they're they're composed. They're, it's composed of Congress members. Uh, and they are constantly proposing laws. They're proposing laws here. There, they're always proposing laws. Similarly, similarly, in our mind, we also have a few Congress members uh, who are constantly proposing thoughts and ideas and many different things to uh, to our mind. All right. These Congress members of our soul, these Congress members of our mind consist of people. What people may say to you and then you begin to ponder on what, the, what they said to you, begin to let what they said to you begin to just uh, take over your thoughts, whether it's good or bad. You have your own thoughts that you have to contend with. So you have to deal with your own thoughts, what you think about yourself, what you think about this situation, what you think about that situation. Uh, you have the devil. He always wants to put his two cents in everything. He's always going to, of course, we know he's the father of lies. So he's always going to tell you this, that and the other. But of course, everything he says is a lie. But he is part of that, that Congress, that con Congress membership. And then, of course, you have a God who also wants, wants to speak to you. Amen. And propose, you know, different ideas and, and, and thoughts to you. All right. To change your life. Amen. So as we live this life in Christ, we are constantly faced with, again, thoughts and uh, about ourselves, both good and bad. Uh, we got to deal with what people are saying about us. Uh, and then, of course, here comes the devil with all this already going on. He wants to throw these lies. He wants to throw these lies there. And then uh, on top of all this, we're supposed to be able to listen to what God is telling us. 
this can be quite difficult. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of uh, things that are occupying our mind. But God is saying, let me occupy your mind. All right. So, of course, here comes the devil, you know, with everything going on, he'll he'll oftentimes come to you and he'll say things like, you know, if God loved you, uh, why, 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 why is this still happening to you? If God loved you, why, why are you still going through this? Or, or you ain't really no Christian. You ain't really no Christian. You're still dealing with this sin. You're still dealing with that sin. You're still dealing with this. You're not really no Christian. You're, you're a fake. You're a phony. Or he may say, you know, just just stop sharing the word. Stop evangelizing. Nobody ain't listening to you. You have no value. Nobody ain't listening. Just stop. You know, nobody's not taking you serious. All right. So this is what the devil does on top of what people got to say to us or what people uh, what people say to make us think about things. And of course, our own thoughts. Here comes the devil saying these type of things. All right. So you see, the devil loves this game. You know, th this is the game that he wants to play. This is the this is the battle. Of course, your mind is a battlefield. This is the battlefield that he wants. This is the where he has leverage. Because he wants you to occupy your mind with everything else. And by doing this, he will cause you to be uh, constantly overthinking things. He'll be uh, you'll become double minded. You won't be able to make your mind up about things about this or about that. Uh, you'll become easily influenced. You'll have so much going on up there that you'll just you'll just say yes to anything. Yes, to this right here. Yes to that right there. Yes to this right here. All right. And then usually this will cause you to be worried and anxious and you'll begin to feel down about yourself and you'll just begin to feel depressed and just these different uh, negative things. All right. And then, of course, oftentimes and, and, and what he wants us to do, he wants us to project our thoughts on other people, our insecurities on other people. Amen. So with all these thoughts being proposed in our minds, it can seem almost impossible to hear God's voice. It can seem almost just impossible to hear God's voice or we think that God doesn't want to talk to us. But we can see here in John 10, 27, it clearly reads, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So the fact that the matter is God is speaking to you. He wants to speak to you. He, he's, he, he's trying to talk to you. But the thing is, the, the, the spirit of God will not. He won't yell. He won't contend with these other people uh, uh, that, that's trying to occupy your mind. He won't contend with these other thoughts. He's not going to yell. He's not going to yell over these other things. He wants you to turn a static down. He wants you to silence everything else. So you may be saying, but Caleb, you know, how, how am I supposed to do this? You know, it's just so much going on. People saying this, you know, if you look at the world, these, the, the, the media is making me think like this. Everything is going on and everything is occupying my mind. So how am I supposed to hear God's voice with all this going on? Well, if you go back to the legislative branch, let's take a look back at our legislative branch of the national government. The government, they're constantly proposing laws. They can propose they can propose laws from sunset to sundown. From the first hour of the day to the last hour of the day. But you got to realize that only the law, the only laws that are passed, the only laws that deserve any merit are the ones that are constitutional. So in other words, the members of our Congress can propose, again, laws from sunset to sundown, from sunrise to sunset, you know. But if they don't align up with what the Constitution says, they don't deserve, they don't deserve our attention. They don't deserve the attention. So in, regard, so in regards to our mind or to, in regards to our, to our legislative branch, uh, we know our Constitution is the word of God, is the Bible. All right. So the fact of the matter is the devil is always going to spew his lies. He's always going to spew these lies into your mind. He's always going to say this. People are always going to say that uh, you're, you're always going to have to contend with your own thoughts. Situations are going to make you think this, that and the other. We, we can't stop that. We can't control that. We you know, it, it is what it is, you know, but all these thoughts that we are uh, that are constantly being proposed in our minds. We don't have to give it no attention. Why? Because if it doesn't align up with the Constitution, it doesn't deserve any merits. 
All right. So this is how you hear God's voice. This is how you this is how you understand when God is speaking. This is how you filter out God's voice with all these other thoughts. Amen. It starts with the Constitution. It starts with the Bible. And see, this is a concept that Jesus understood all too well. All right. We can see this as we look at Matthew 4 verses 1 to 11. And it reads as follows. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came to Jesus and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scripture says he will order his angel. He will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up in their hands. So you won't even hurt a foot on a stone. Jesus responded. The scripture also says you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of the very high, the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of, of the world in their glory. I will give it all to you, he said. If you kneel down and worship me, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scripture says you must worship the Lord, your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and the angels came to take and came and take to take care and the angels came to take care of Jesus. All right. So we can see here that Jesus was in a in a certain predicament where he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. All right. And just like us. The devil will just like he did with Jesus. The devil will oftentimes come to us in moments of weaknesses and, and, and throw thoughts in your mind, throw this in your mind, throw that in your mind, throw this in your mind. People will oftentimes come to us when 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 we, when we don't need it. You know, y'all know how it is when the, the the last thing you need is for this person to say this or for this to happen. But then everything seems like it just kind of crumbles down, and then all these thoughts are kind of raised into your mind. That's the last thing we need, and this is oftentimes how it happens. But we can see here that when, when the devil came to Jesus, when the devil came in and said these things to Jesus, Jesus, Jesus didn't panic. He didn't get worried. He, he didn't have anxiety. He didn't he didn't do none of these things. Instead, he simply said it is written. He referred back to the Constitution because Jesus knows that whatever happens, whatever is said, if it doesn't align up with the Constitution, it doesn't deserve any merit. So we can see the devil came to Jesus. He said, look. You're God, you know, you're God, you're kind of hungry, you just fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, ain't nobody watching. Hey, turn those, turn, turn them stones into some bread. You're hungry. What did Jesus do? It is written. Jesus, the devil brought him up to the, uh, uh, brought him up to a high point and said, look, you know, cast yourself down, cast yourself down, throw, throw yourself down because, you know, the, 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 the scripture says, your constitution says, you know, uh, the angels will, will come and protect you. They, they, they won't let you hurt your foot on a stone. What did Jesus says? Jesus didn't debate with him over what the scripture meant. He didn't do none of that. Jesus simply went right back to the scripture. It is also written. The devil takes Jesus down to the high point, to the highest mountain and showed on all the kingdoms of the, wor- of the world in their glory and said, just bow down to me. I'll give you all this. Jesus didn't fight him. Jesus didn't rain on fire from heaven. Jesus didn't send a legion of angels. What did Jesus do? It is written. 
back to the Constitution. He referred back to the Constitution because the thing is, when you refer back to the Constitution, whatever is proposed to you in your mind, whether it's from people, whether it's from your own thoughts, whether it's from the devil, as long as you refer back to the Constitution, if it's not in alignment with the Constitution, it doesn't deserve any merit. Amen. So throughout our lives, again, people will propose these things to you. Uh, the devil will propose these things to you. Situation will propose these things to you. The media will propose thoughts to you. All this, that, and the other. And they'll try to occupy your mind. But the, thing, the fact of the matter is, if it's not, if it doesn't align up with the Constitution, if it doesn't align up with what the Word of God says, if it doesn't align up with what the Bible says, don't give it no, don't give it no attention. Just disregard it. You know, no, to cast it aside. This is why it's so important. It's so important to be constantly filling yourself with the word of God. See, Jesus was filled with the word. He understood the, 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 the principle of filling yourself with the word. He was full with the word. In fact, he was the word. So when, when things like this came towards him, he didn't fight back. He, he didn't you know, try to fight the devil with, with his angels. No, it wasn't no boxing match. He simply just referred back to the Constitution because the Constitution has power. Everything in this land is predicated on what the Constitution says. Everything in your life, everything that you think should be predicated on what the Constitution says, on what the Bible says. Amen? So because of this, because Jesus knew his Constitution, everything that Satan proposed to him, you know, he, he could disregard because it didn't align up with what the word of God said. So by the same token, um, by the same token, when, when the devil come and he'll say these things to you, when he, when he try to, you know, in, in, in these predicaments in your life, when he try to speed these thoughts into your mind, when he try to, you know, make you think like this, when he try to make you look at a situation and begin to uh, have fear and have, have worry and have doubt over all these things, you ain't got to give it no merit. Why? Because it doesn't line up with the Constitution. So when Satan comes to you and says, or, or when somebody comes up to you and says, or, or, or when Billy Sue or, 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 or Billy Joe, whatever, when they come up to you and say uh, things that make you feel less than, to make you try to uh, uh, feel less than who you really are, you ain't got to listen to that. Disregard it. Why? Because you confer to your Constitution in, in Psalms 139 and 14, and it says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. The devil may come to you and say, you're no Christian. You're still struggling with this. You're no Christian. You're still you're still looking at that. You're no Christian. You're still you're still hanging out with that group of people. You can say you can you can refer back to your constitution and disregard that because your constitution says in Second Corinthians 521 for God made Christ who never sinned to be an offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So you can comfortably declare when the devil tries to come at you with these things, you can declare your constitution and say, I am in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. You may feel defeated. We oftentimes battle our own thoughts. You may say, well, I can't do this, Lord. You know, ain't nobody, ain't nobody giving me no, 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 no attention. I can't do it. I'm just going to stop in ministry. I'm going to stop sharing the word of God. I, I can't do it, Lord. I can't do it. I, I'm too tired. I'm too weak. No, 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 no. That doesn't line up with your constitution. That's unconstitutional. So you need to refer back to your constitution. As it says in Philippians 4.13, it says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Know what your constitution says. Know what this Bible says. It's so important to get into the word of God daily, daily. Feed yourself with the word. It's your constitution. Your life should be predicated on what the constitution says. Amen. The more of your constitution, you know, it'll be easier to disregard all this other stuff, to disregard all these negative thoughts, to disregard what the world wants you to think, to disregard what people want you to think, to disregard what the devil wants you to think. Let's take a look here at 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach, 
us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do and teaches us to do what is right. See, this is something that the enemy doesn't want you to know. The moment you begin to fill yourself with the word of God, the moment you begin to learn your constitution and meditate on it day and night and uh, you become convinced of it, you officially become dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. I think it's so funny how people, you know, on the weekend, stuff like that, they can spend all day. I'm talking about all day and I'm guilty of it. We spend all day watching a whole entire Netflix series from top to bottom. I'm talking about the long, not, not the short ones, not the limited series, but the long ones. Y'all know what I'm talking about, the, the 25 episodes, 45 minutes. We spend all days watching these series, but you can't spend 20 minutes in the Word of God. You can't spend 15 minutes in the Word of God. You can't spend 10 minutes in the Word of God. You can't spend five minutes in the Word of God. We can spend hours on Instagram or we can spend hours on Facebook just scrolling, just scrolling on TikTok, just laughing, just having a good time, too. You know, you're just having a good time, just laughing and everything. But you can't spend 15 minutes on the word of God. See, the enemy, this is the trick of the enemy. He wants to preoccupy you with everything else to keep you from the word of God, because he knows that the moment you get into that word, you become a weapon against him. All right. In fact, it's our offensive weapon. This word, the Bible is our offensive weapon against the kingdom of darkness. And Paul tells us this in Ephesians 6, 17. It says, take up your sword, which is the spirit. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. This sword is a weapon. Your constitution is a weapon. You got to you got to fill your mind with the, what the word of God says. You got to fill your your mind with, with what God says. You got to fill your mind with what the Bible says. The more you fill yourself up, the more you can disregard the enemy. All right. Amen. Amen. So we got to constantly fill our mind with, with what our constitution says. We got to constantly fill our mind with what our Bible says. By doing this, not only will we be able to disregard what the enemy says, but we'll be able to hear God oh so clearly. The more you get into your word, the more you get into your Bible, the more you fill yourself with what the word of God says, I promise you, you'll begin to hear God oh so clearly. Because the fact of the matter is he's speaking. He's speaking. You just can't hear him. You got too much static on. You got everything else preoccupying your mind. And he's not going to continue with these. He's not going to contend with these things. He's not going to yell over them. No, he's not going to do that. So the moment you get into your word, the moment you speak, the moment you begin to reach your Bible, the moment you get into your word, the, the clearer God's voice will become. And you'll know it's God speaking because the Holy Spirit, God's spirit will never contradict what the word of God says. He'll speak to you and then, and then, and then he'll confirm it with scripture. He'll speak to you and then you know it's him speaking because he can't contradict the, the scripture. It's his scripture. He can't contradict it. So he'll speak to you predicated on what the scripture says. But if you don't know the word of God, how do you know he's speaking to you? Amen. And when the enemy speaks, or and, and, and the thing is, when, when the enemy comes and he'll speak these things, he'll try to occupy your mind with everything else. He'll try to occupy your mind with everything else of this world, uh, with what's going on in, in, in this place, what's going on in that place, whatever's going on, what's going on in your life, with your finances, with your kids, with your husband, with your wife, with your job, with everything else, with all the worries of this life. He'll try to preoccupy your mind with these things. But the thing is, we, we have a weapon. We have a weapon in our constitution uh, in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. It says, Casting down arguments in every high vein that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Watch this. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. All right. So when these things come against your mind, when worry come against your mind, when fear comes against your mind, when all these things come against your mind, it, it's, it's nothing but these things that are trying to occupy your mind. But you have to occupy your mind on what the word says. I know it can be difficult. I know it. I know sometimes it's I don't feel like reading the word. But but you, you want to watch Netflix, though. You want to watch the game. 
You want to you do everything else, but you don't want to read the word. You have to, you have to, you have to feed yourself with what the Constitution says. You have to feed yourself with what the Word of God says. You have to meditate on this thing day and night. Oftentimes throughout the scripture, it says, you know, many, many people would, it, it says that uh, the Bible says, you know, many people would meditate on the Word day and night. This is something that we have to do. We have to get to this point. And I'm not saying you got to be there right now, but you got to start somewhere. You have to start. You have to start. Even if it's just a scripture a day, start somewhere, start somewhere and begin to pray that God gives you the grace to want more of this constitution, because the more constitution that you get in you, the more you'll be able to hear God's voice when he speaks to you. Amen. Amen. So as we come to a close today, I want to encourage you. I really, really want to encourage you to get into your word. Preoccupy your mind with the word. Stop preoccupying your mind with the things of this world, with the things that's going on in your life, with, with, with financial situations, with, with your kids, with all these problems. This is what the devil wants you to do. This is what he wants. He, he wants when, when you do that, you give him, you officially give him leverage. You give him leverage over your mind. You have to feel yourself with what the word of God says. Amen. So as we come to a close, I just want to pray with you. I want to pray with you that that you begin to really just get into your word, that you begin to open your word and begin to read it and preoccupy this with your mind. And and everything else that doesn't align up with the word of God, everything else that is unconstitutional with what the Constitution says, which is your Bible, you should just disregard it. You should take these things into captivity and you should give it to God, because the thing is, once we catch them, all we got to do is catch them. But you got to know the word. Once you catch these things, give it to God and I promise you he'll deal with it. Amen. So I just want to pray with you right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, Father, God, we come to you today, Lord God, Jesus. Father, God, we admit to you, Lord God, Jesus, that we have been preoccupied with everything else but with what you say, Lord God. We've been preoccupied with our struggles, Lord God. We've been preoccupied with what the devil says, Lord God. We've been preoccupied with what people says, Lord God. We've been preoccupied with the situation of our life, Lord God. We've been preoccupied with everything else but you, Lord God. Father God, we come to you, Lord God, and we say that we ask that you forgive us, Lord God. Father, forgive us in the name of Jesus, Lord. Forgive us, Lord God. Lord God, give us the strength, Father God. Give us the grace, Lord God, Jesus, to want to wanna read your word, Lord God, to want to read your Bible, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Help us to preoccupy our minds on what you say, Lord God. Help us to get into your words that way we can fit our everything else, Lord God, that's unconstitutional, Lord God. Lord God, help us to read your word, Lord God. For we want that to occupy our mind, Lord God. We don't want nothing else to occupy our mind, Lord God. We want you to occupy our mind, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, give us the grace, Lord God, Jesus, to do this, Lord God. Give us the strength to do this, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're here today, if you're watching this today, and, and, and you don't think this is for you, if you, don't, if you don't claim to be a Christian, if you don't know whether or not you're a Christian or not, or you want to make that choice, but you think maybe it's not for me, I promise you that choice is for you. You're not, you're not too far gone. Many people think that they're too far gone. You're not too far gone. You're not too far gone. I always tell people, you qualify for God's grace. You qualify, you qualify for salvation if you're a sinner. If you're a sinner, you qualify for it. That's the, only that's the only qualification that you need. You have to be a sinner, and you can qualify for his salvation. You can qualify for his grace. The fact of the matter is that he loves you. So if you want to make that choice today, if you want to make that choice today, please, please, I encourage you to do so. If you want to go along somewhere, do that. Whatever you have to do, but I encourage you to make that choice today, right now. There's no more time to waste. Time is short. We're living in the last days, so I encourage you to make that choice right now. So if you want to make that choice, please just repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you today admitting that I am a sinner, Lord God. 
Father God, I have done some things that were wrong. I have sinned against you knowingly and unknowingly. Father God, I'm a mess. But Lord God, I want you to clean me up, Lord God. Lord God, right now I repent of all my sins. I repent of all my wrongdoings. I repent of everything, Father God, that is unconstitutional, that doesn't align with your word. I repent right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father God, I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead, that he died for my sins so that I may have life. So, Father, I come to you, Lord God, Jesus, to receive you, Lord God, as my Lord and Savior. And right now I ask that you, right now I ask that you give me your Holy Spirit, that you, that you, that you give me your Holy Spirit. I receive you, Lord God, today as my Lord and Savior. I give you the praise, Lord God, and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made this declaration with me today, I can boldly say that you have been accepted in the kingdom of God. You are part of a family that, that is the best family that you can ever have. This family compares to no other. You're about to embark on a journey that is the best journey of your life. It's not always going to be easy. I'm not going to promise that. I'm not, I'm not going to say that because it's not always going to be easy. But I promise you one thing, it is well worth it. The journey is well worth it. He's well worth it because he wants to change you. He wants to transform you. That's going to take some work. But the Holy Spirit is faithful. He's faithful. He will work in you. He will not give up. Even when you're unfaithful, even when you feel like giving up, he will work in you. He will keep going and keep going and keep going and keep drawing you nearer and change you. Even if it's piece by piece, he will do it. Amen. So I just want to say that I love you and I'm glad that you decided to join in with me today and I will see you all next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.